when we've been locked down, I've been having a lot of different emotions. And some of my emotions are anger, <laughs> uh, depression. <laughs> Anybody been there? Angry with the situation, angry and angry about how things are being handled. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Angry that things are not opening up quicker. Some people want, want things to stay closed down. But I, I, I think it's, it's more healthier for us to open up. Glory to God. Amen. You can email if you disagree and I'll answer you. Amen. Not. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he was in prison and in a sense, we're sort of in prison, too. But you know what? Even though he was in prison and he was dealing with issues like we are, we don't have to let those issues control our attitude. Amen. Amen. In other words, we can have peace in the midst of the storm and we can have a good attitude. You know, I I was cutting my grass yesterday and and um, and manicuring my yard and and there's a house being worked on across the street. And, uh, you know, I like my wife says, I talk to everybody and I'm always, hey, how you doing? I'm always asking people questions and all that. And um, and so I uh, so I met this guy. He's an electrician working on the house across the street that's being rehabbed. And I said, how are you doing? He said, pretty good. I would be doing better if I was at home, you know, not working. And I said, and I kind of thought for a second. I said, do you know how many people are out of work (laughs) that would love to be able to work? How many people that have businesses that have been shut down, mandatory, shut down, and that that are losing their livelihoods? How many people would, would, would love to be working? And I said, and I said that you have the freedom and I kind of gave him, you know, I said, I said, you know, you should be excited about the the fact that you can work. And he said, you know, I never looked at it that way. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, you know, you know, gave it to him real good. Amen. And he said, yeah, you know, I should be excited about it. You know, I'm excited that I can cut my grass without the without a policeman saying I'm not allowed to. Amen. Amen on that. I, I'm just I'm just thankful that I can cut my grass. Amen. I'm just thankful for this little freedom that I have right now. And we, we better be thankful for the little that we got. Amen. And so so I'm going to say this. Maybe there's issues in your body that's not working right. Be thankful to the little things that are working. Amen. Just just be thankful that that's an ingredient in receiving greater grace in our lives. And I think about Paul and Silas in Acts 16. And I think about how they were ministering um, in Philippi. And, uh, and they were ministering the gospel. And they were ministering uh, about Jesus. And they were doing some good work. They were there because God wanted them to be there. But, you know, something happened. And Paul ended up delivering a lady from a spirit of divination. Uh, and uh, this lady, uh, actually, there were some business people that this lady was making, uh, that, that they were making a profit off this lady and what she could do. She was fortune telling. And, um, and so these people had some clout and they uh, had Paul and Silas that was ministering. Uh, they had them beat, you know, and thrown in jail and in stocks. Think about this. And it was not just. And so, you know, I'm thinking about Paul and Silas. I'm thinking, man, I'd be pretty upset about it. You know, I mean, my rights are being taken away. I'm in jail and I'm beat. But it's interesting how Paul and Silas, how their attitude came out in, in Acts 16, 25. And, and, and what happened was, it, let me just read it. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas 
were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. So, so it says at midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns. In other words, they were praising and worshiping God when they were in there at midnight, which would, would, would say the midnight hour, which is the darkest time of the day. And they were worshiping God. They were praising God. They were, no matter what, it looked, I'm going to say this. We need to start praising God in this time and thanking God that restrictions are being loosened, that, that the coronavirus is dying out, and that we're getting back to a new normal. Amen. That we're moving forward into a new place. Amen. A new place of thankfulness. Because you know what? I'm going to be excited when Jason's Deli opens up. (laughs) Right. Because they have that salad bar at Jason's Deli. And I enjoy a a, a nice salad that I could go up and I could put my own salad. You can go through their drive through and they'll put their put your salad together. But I like putting my own salad together. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward where we can go to Golden Corral again with the family. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Glory to God. But but I'm going to be even more thankful when I get there. I might even tip the waiters and the waitresses a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because I'm so thankful that God has opened it back up to a new normal, a new thankfulness. And so we see that Paul and Silas, they 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 were in a place where it was bad. But they worship God. And, and it says here, suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Because, see, I believe as we worship God, as we praise God in the midst of our storms, God starts working suddenly. In other words, God turns things around in the storm. God, I'm saying this and I'm decreeing to you today. God is turning things around. Maybe you got laid off. Maybe you're not making as much as you did because they're because they're cutting down, you know, your job, you know, for because the business is not moving forward. God will provide. I never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. David said, amen. Uh, Amen. So so listen, as long as we fear God, God's going to get the blessing and the provision to you. Do you believe that today? So what do we need to do? We need to just praise God in the midst of our storms. And God says, suddenly a great earthquake came and it shook the foundations of the prison where it was shaken immediately and the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. So we see here as Paul and Silas worship God in a bad situation, God moved. Think about that. God will move on our worship. I'm preaching to somebody today. God will work, move when we worship God in spite of the pain. Amen. Amen. In spite of, you know, the circumstances. When we worship God and thank God that he's going to bring us. Not, not, we don't worship him for the circumstances. We worship him because he's going to bring us through the circumstances. Uh, into the other side. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We, we need to start worshiping. That's making room for God. We need to make room for God. Amen. We need to just praise God. You know, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. And right before that, he was saying, I know how to live when it's when when I I know how to live and and eat when I have food. And I know how to live when I don't have any food and I can do all things through Christ. In other words, in all circumstances, whatever we're dealing with, we can still give praise and glory to God. You're not amen and as loud as I need you to amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so number three, uh, we see, let's go back, back so you won't forget. The man was isolated, and sometimes we feel isolated. The enemy wants to get us isolated. He was in prison, and, and sometimes our wrong choices will imprison us. Those choices that we make that goes contrary to God's word will imprison us. What's, what's, the, what's the solution? Get in line with God. Get in line with his word. Number three, uh, this man was incomplete. He was incomplete. Uh, he was wandering around in the graveyard and, uh, you know, he, he had no purpose. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we as Christians, we can get into a place where it's just same old, same old. And we're not moving forward in God. Uh, can I preach today? Amen. In other words, it's just business as usual. We come to church on Sunday. It's business as usual. Uh, We're not really expecting God to do anything. It's just something that we do. It's just a habit. No, I'm telling you, Sunday mornings, we come in. We come in fired up. We come in expected. We come in believing that God's going to do the impossible. We're believing believers. And and so we, 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 you know, we... Don't want to be like that man that was wandering around, that, 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 that had issues and really going nowhere. It's kind of like being on a treadmill, running miles and going nowhere. And sometimes that's like us in our spiritual life with God. We're not moving forward in the things that God wants us to move forward into. Amen. And so, and so what do we need to do? We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be Add it to us. Now, let's look at the power of the gospel because Jesus is there. This man is all bound up. You know, he has lots of issues cutting himself, you know, howling, you know, at night like a werewolf. Uh, you know, this man has issues. And, and so Jesus came to set the captive free. So in Mark 5, 6 and 8, it says when uh, 5, 6 through 8, it says when Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him ran to meet him and bowed low before him. Now, you know, I see this as, I don't believe it was the demonic spirit that was causing him to run towards Jesus. I believe it was that man that had a desire to be set free and he intuitive knew that Jesus was his answer. And it says that he bowed. So listen, you know, if the devil can't keep you You know, he's going to try to keep you bound up, but he can't keep you from worshiping God. I want to say this. No devil in hell can keep you from worshiping God. And this man came and dropped down before Jesus. And and then the the spirit, that demonic spirit shrieked and screamed within that man. And that spirit spoke up through the man. Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. And so we see here that, that this demonic spirit 
was petrified of Jesus. This demonic spirit realized that, that Jesus had ultimate authority and power. No matter, listen, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what weakness, no matter what sin, no matter what vice, Jesus has ultimate power over that. Amen. Amen. And Jesus can set you free from anything that you're dealing with. Can I get an amen? amen. And so here, that, uh, we see here that this man was all bound up, that the, that spirit was speaking through him. And, uh, but we know this, that this man wasn't always like that. This man wasn't always bound up. And I, there was a time in his life where things were normal. Now things are chaotic. Because we know this in Luke 8.27, because in 8.27 it says it this way, it's the same account, but by Luke's perspective. It says, when Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. From the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in tombs. So this kind of tells us that he had clothes at one time and he lived in a house. So this man had a normal life. Amen. So this man had normal, but something happened. Uh, maybe it was some sin that went unchecked in his life. Maybe, maybe it was a rebellious spirit. Maybe, maybe it was uh, unforgiveness or bitterness that opened the door for the enemy to come in. Maybe, maybe he opened the door some way for the devil. Because the Bible says a curse cannot come without a cause. So maybe, maybe the enemy, maybe he opened the door through sin, maybe through unforgiveness. Maybe it wasn't any fault of himself. Maybe somebody abused him and a door was opened. It could have been that way too. So it could have been many different ways where this, where this unclean spirit got into the man. Amen. And so, and so but I'm going to say this, there's a promise. And in Romans 5.20, it says, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. You could say where Satan abounds in this man's life, God's grace to set him free abounds greater. Amen. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. God's grace enables you to go through anything and to be set free from anything that may be ailing you. Amen. 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 I like what it says in Romans six fourteen. For sin, you could say this, for sin sickness or Satan shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Somebody say, I'm under grace. And God's grace is not only his unmerited favor to do good uh, in our lives, but his, his grace is really his empowerment in our lives to walk a victorious life. Somebody say the grace is working. Glory to God. Amen. I like what it says in Romans 16, 20. And I, and I say this every once in a while to the devil. Sometimes you need to talk to the devil. Amen. And uh, it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. And this is Paul saying, he's saying that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Amen. In other words... My Jesus is putting me in a position to stomp on the devil's head. Amen. Amen. And I say to Satan, Satan, my Savior Jesus is crushing you under my 
feet. Amen. What, what did Jesus come to do? To undo the works of the evil one. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God empowered Jesus to set the captives free of those that being oppressed by the devil. Amen. Let's look at Mark 5, 19 and 13. And let's try to finish this up here in the story. It says here. Then Jesus demanded, what is your name? Because this unclean spirit, um, Jesus already commanded for the spirit to leave, but he did not leave. You know, you know, I'm going to say this, that demonic spirits, habits, bad habits, may, it might be a fight for you to get free. But I'm going to say this, keep fighting. Amen. Keep speaking the word. Yes. Keep proclaiming the promises. Keep thanking God. We will soon be free of this coronavirus. Pretty soon it'll be something we won't even be talking about. Amen. And it says this, that Jesus demanded, what is your name? So, so Jesus uh, asked the demonic spirit that was controlling this man, what's his name? And he was, replied, my name is Legion because there are many of us inside this man. You see how the devil works is there's one controlling agent, which is an unclean spirit, and once he gets into a man, he opens the door for other spirits to come in. So there's always one kingpin spirit. And if you can deal with the kingpin spirit, you'll deal with all of them. Because all the rest of the spirits are less in power and authority. And so he says here, he said, my name is Legion for we are many. Then the evil spirit begged him again and again not to send him to some distant place. There... That happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the hillside nearby. Send us in those pigs, the spirit begged. The spirits begged, let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission and the evil spirits came out of that man, entered into the pigs and the entire herd of about 2000 pigs plunged into the steep hillside into the lake drowned in the water. So we see that these, these spirits, they want to be in a body. They're looking for a host. And so, you know, if they can't get into a human body, they will try to indwell into an animal. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And they got into pigs and that's where you get deviled ham. No, that's a that's a bad joke. But um, anyway, uh, deviled ham. OK, so 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 these pigs, they didn't even want the unclean spirits in them. So they ran off and drowned it themselves. Listen, nobody wants an unclean spirit in your body. Why? Because they torture you. They, they, they try to control you. They try to pressure you. They try to get you to do wrong things. And that's why we say no to the devil and yes to God. Amen. Amen? And so, so, so we see that this man is, is set free. When we get in the presence of God, God will set us free. We just got to get into the presence of God. We just got to get under the word of God. We just got to get just get an audience with God and we'll and we'll see our freedom. And so 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 three things happened when this man got free. Number one, he got a new access to God. See, God wants us to be close to him. And uh, and he made a sacrifice through Jesus on the cross. And when Jesus was on the cross and he said at the very last words of Jesus, he said, it is finished. Yeah. 
And when he said that, the Bible says that the veil that was in the temple was rent from top to bottom. And, and that veil was the veil that, that was, in, it was a place where it kept the Holy of Holies in there. And that's where God resided in the Old Testament. But when that veil was opened up, that means that God, his spirit, is there to be poured out on all flesh. His spirit, God is here to fellowship with us. To set us free. To bring us into sweet fellowship with him. I like what it says in Hebrews 4.16. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. Throne of grace that, that we will receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. We need to come boldly when God sets us free into that place of grace. And I'm telling you, when we do that, God's, God's love and his peace and his joy will be in our lives. Amen. You know, in this lock time, we need to be drawing close to God. Amen. We need to be drawing close. We need to be coming into his presence every day. And I'm telling you, we shouldn't come out of his presence until we have a smile on our face. Until we're shouting glory, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. And we need to be shouting the walls of resistance down, amen. Number two, when that man got free, he got a new freedom. And I'm telling you, when you get in a place of, uh, uh, of worship in God, God, and we get revelation of God's goodness, and we get a hold of his promises, he, we're going to have a newfound freedom. Amen. And so we see that it says, as a crowd soon gathered in Mark 5, 15, uh, around Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, and he was sitting there fully clothed, perfectly saned, and get this, and the people were afraid. I would think the people would have been afraid with the man being demon-possessed. But they saw this man, you know, fully clothed because he was naked. Because what does the devil want to do? He wants to get our clothes off. And then he wants to parade us in front of everybody and expose our nakedness. In front, our nakedness is whatever our weaknesses are. Amen. And, and so this man was fully clothed. And in another account, it says that he was seated at the feet of Jesus. That's pretty awesome. In other words, Jesus probably was revealing to this man how he, he how the demons possessed him. And Jesus probably was telling him, this is how you stay set free. That you, you walk the right walk. You believe in me. He probably he received Jesus as his savior. Glory to God. That's how we, and then he, then, uh, then how we get set free is we keep filling ourselves with the word of God and acting on the word of God. You know, the last thing that, that this man received when Jesus came into his life, he received new purpose. It says in Mark 5, 18 and 20, it says, Jesus was getting into the boat. The man had been demon possessed, begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family. See, he had a family. Tell them everything the Lord had done for you and how merciful he has been. So that the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region and begin to proclaim the great things that, that Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. So, uh, so, so what is God trying to do? God, 
whenever we're dealing with issues, whenever this pandemic is, is out, glory to God, when we're back to church, hopefully we'll be inviting people to come to church, glory to God, amen. People won't be in fear when they, when they start loosening the restrictions. And we need to go out and proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When God sets us free, we need to be telling everybody, I'm free. See, listen, I, I, I'm free from eating bad. Hallelujah. I'm just declaring that. I'm free from eating all the chocolate chip cookies. I'm free from these vices that the enemy tried to get me. I'm free from, from, from alcohol. I'm, I'm free from drugs. I, I, I'm free. You need to start proclaiming it. I'm, I'm free from bad habits. Glory to God. And so Jesus gave this man a new purpose. And listen, that, Jesus has given us that same purpose. He's saying that I'm here to set you free. And I want you to stay free. And how you stay free is to tell people what Jesus has done for you and how he set you free. I used to tell, I used to, I think you remember me telling you that I used to buy lottery tickets. You know, some say, well, that's not a sin. You know, well, you know, if I'm putting my faith and trust in a lottery ticket and not my faith and trust in God, then it can be a sin. If I'm trying to get the lotto to pay off instead of God's faithfulness and, and opening up the windows. If my dollar, my tithe dollar is going to buy a lottery ticket. Hello. Am I talking to anybody today? Then, then, then our faith is misplaced. And so the Lord revealed to me. I remember that, you know, I didn't try to stop it. I, the more I spent time in God's word, all of a sudden I didn't have a desire to buy another lottery ticket. It, it just fell off. And then I'm at 7-Eleven where I used to buy them and do that thing. You know, you know how those people do it. They, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, oh, let's see if I got the big one. You know, you got a little rush. You're excited because you're thinking you're going to win it. You know what I'm saying? You know, because it's addictive. Amen. <laughs> it can be. And, uh, and so, you know, and, and I was at 7-Eleven and I, somebody was ordering all these lottery tickets, you know, spending their paycheck on them. And, uh, and the Lord spoke to me and said, remember when you used to do that? <laughs> I said, yeah, Lord, I remember when I was bound up and dumb, you know. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, you know, God, listen, just obey God. Amen. Just obey God. Start giving into the kingdom of God. Start expanding the kingdom of God. And watch God open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. See, you may be here and watching online today and maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you got off. Maybe you're bound up in some in alcohol or, 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 or nicotine or, or drugs or, or pornography. Whatever that vice might be. God can set you free from that. And what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to lay it all down for God. You, you know, as a poker term, you're going to have to push all your chips into the middle of the table. You're going to have to say, God, I'm going to give you all. And so my, my question today, are you ready to give God all? Are you ready to give him everything? Are you ready to push your life and say, my life doesn't count unless I'm giving it all to God? Maybe you've never made that decision. For Christ, Maybe you never asked Jesus into your life. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You can have the freedom that you've been desiring. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're oppressed. Maybe you're dealing with issues. But Jesus can and will set you free. So I want to invite you to confess uh, a, a prayer. Say this prayer out loud and, and get God into your life.
And, and when you say this, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ died on the cross and was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So I want you to confess this. If you've never confessed this, confess this out loud and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I turn from sin and Satan and I turn fully to you and I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for saving me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.